what the Democrats are doing is they're using their political power mm. to affect an election. Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we deliver mining insights and bullion sales in the form of physical delivery, offshore depositories, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Joining us for a conversation is Bob Moriarty, a world-renowned best-selling author and founder of the websites 321gold and 321energy.com. For audience members, today we will hear from one of the most respected minds on the subject of geopolitics and investing, as we will discuss the impeachment trial of President Trump, bursting bubbles, and some very, very unique buying opportunities for your portfolio. Mr. Moriarty, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. It's good to be back, Maurice. Bob, the impeachment trial of President Trump is dominating the news as the world is glued to their television sets with popcorn and soda in their hand, asking whatever happened to the United States of America. How does Bob Moriarty view the impeachment trial of President Trump? Is it warranted? The book was written in in the 19th century, and it was called Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire by Gibbons. And I think there were 18 uh, volumes to the set. And if you want to understand what the United States is going through today, uh, you need to read Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire. This is the end of empire. There were two events recently, one being the murder of uh, General uh, Soleimani and the other, the impeachment. We're going to look back on this in a few years from now and say, were these people totally insane? Now, would you agree in general that the thesis of the Democrats is that we need to impeach Trump to prevent him from being reelected in 2020 on the basis that he was using his political power to an, to affect an election. Would, would you agree with that statement? That's, I would agree with that statement. Now, okay. would it also be true that what the Democrats are doing is they're using their political power mm-hmm. to affect an election? I would completely agree. Okay, so so in effect, what the Democrats are accusing Trump of doing is exactly what they're doing. Would that be correct? <laughs> that would be definitely correct. Okay, and, and the bizarre thing is, <laughs> there's actually only one guy, there's one guy in the whole circus who seems to have kept his sanity so far. Do you have any idea who that is? I would say Donald Trump. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that guy, he fucking lost it years ago. Pardon my French. Uh, no, Donald Trump's a goof. I mean, the crazy thing is, what do you think he whacked Soleimani for? That, that was straight out of the movie Wag the Dog. You know, if it was good enough for Clint to do, it's good enough for Trump to do. Uh, no, there's there's one person who who's actually kept his, his sanity. Uh, and interestingly enough, there's a direct connection. Remember the the fiasco over the O.J. Simpson trial in California? I recall it, yes. Okay, there was only one person, in hindsight, 
who it's actually saying. And I can't actually remember who it was, okay, which embarrasses me a little because my memory is no good. But there was somebody that Rolling Stone had given a $50,000 check to to listen to the trial and write a book. And the guy listened through the entire thing and the trial was over and Simpson got off. What do you suppose the guy did? I'm assuming he published the book. I, I don't know I'm because I'm not familiar no. with this at all. No. He tore up the check, called up Rolling Stone and uh -huh. said, this thing is such an embarrassment that I, I just couldn't possibly associate something so corrupt, okay, everybody in the courtroom was lying, everybody in the courtroom was playing games, and I don't want to have anything to do with it, so I'm not going to charge you, and, and I tore up the check. The only sane person so far, and only time will tell if he will be able to keep his sanity, is uh, Justin Ro uh, Justice Roberts. And he said, you guys are acting like kids. This is the Senate. Grow up, punks. <laughs> well, time will tell how they will uh, respond to that. Yeah. Now, well, let me ask you this, Bob. What has you most concerned about the impeachment trial, and what should we keep our eyes on? Well, the fact that it exists in the first place. Mm -hmm. It's an absolute circus. It's a joke. I mean, I don't like Trump. I think the man's a buffoon. I'm not a Trump fan, but he was certainly not nearly as corrupt as Hillary Clinton was. And if if Americans want to throw Donald Trump out of office, they, they've got the opportunity to do that this coming November. The, the Democrats are not only trying to affect the 2020 election, they're trying to affect the 2016 election. Now, here, here's what's amazing about it. It cannot possibly get any better. It will only get worse. Now, I think, you know, I, I'm old now, and I think this idea of having the voters select the president, I, I think that's just a dandy idea. I, I think that's a great way to pick your leaders. Uh, when the CIA and the DOJ and when the NSA and the FBI start thinking, God, we're doing so great with all these wars all over the world and all these regime changes, we're so successful, we need to do it to the U.S. And, and they failed, and they just cannot come to grips with, gee, you know, no, nobody believes our Russian did it bullshit. Well, no kidding. So, so it, it's bad, and it's going to get worse. And the only question is, can Justice Roberts maintain its sanity? And that's kind of 50-50 right now. You, know, you referenced some players that I want to talk about. That's called the deep state. Uh, what is their level of uh, involvement in the impeachment process? 100%. Regardless of whether you love Trump or whether you hate Trump, it's going to be obvious in six days or six months or six years that this whole thing was a fiasco and extremely damaging to the reputation of the United States. 
Let's move on to bursting bubbles, and there are quite a few we can name here. We have government debt, interest rates, repo operations, student loans, the Dow, and the S&P 500 in real estate. Which bubble or bubbles should we be concerned with the most and why? All of them. In your book, you're quoted as saying that every debt gets paid, if not by the borrower, then by the lender. Talk right. to us about the fallout that may occur from any one of these bursting bubbles. Well, uh, here, here's the key. Have you ever seen a child play with a jar of soap and, and one of those little wands where they blow into it and lots of bubbles come out? Mm -hmm. Okay, when you're watching a child do that, which bubble burst first? You know, I actually never paid attention. I would assume the one that's uh, blown out first, farthest Who away. Who cares? <laughs> okay, there you go. That's why I never noticed. <laughs> okay, and the follow-up answer to that is uh, if a child's sitting there blowing bubbles and the child blows 50 bubbles, uh, one of them is going to burst first, but it really doesn't make any difference. But what do we know about the other bubbles? They will eventually burst as well. They're all going to burst, too. That's the nature of bubbles. If they weren't bubbles, they wouldn't burst. They are bubbles, so they will burst. Now, here's the key, and it's very important. This is a key point. Everybody listen carefully. Write it down. Take it to the bank. You can cash this. No matter how well prepared you think you are, it's going to be worse than you can imagine. And everyone, no matter how well prepared, is going to be damaged. Now, there was a good piece today that I, I printed out. There was a report that only 41% of Americans could come up with $1,000 cash to pay an emergency bill. And that's interesting because 41% is not very high. And what the real thing is, 59% could not come up with $1,000. A lot of people are going to get hurt. It's going to be ugly. Now, I, I wish I could show it to you because I saw a chart yesterday. If you remember a year ago, I was saying that we were going to have a crash in October. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I look like a blithering idiot now because we didn't have a crash in October. And actually, I'm not that big an idiot because uh, I saw a chart of the stock market from the 1st of October until now. And it's gone up at about a 45-degree angle. There has been no setback whatsoever. It's, it's virtually gone straight up. And that's very interesting because what's key about the time frame around the 1st of October? What happened? Well, we had the repo program. Is that correct? Is that what you were alluding to? Thank you. On September 17th. The Fed started pouring money into the system, and if you look at a chart of the, of the Dow and the S&P, you realize that both of them have gone straight up since the 1st of October. Now, that means that if I was wrong about predicting a crash, there's some blithering idiot at the Fed who's just as wrong because that's exactly what he was trying to prevent, and that's what the repo madness is about. Now, anybody who thinks, well, they can cure this problem, I want you to go down to a store, and I want you to buy a balloon. And I don't give a rat's ass how big the balloon is. Get any size balloon. 
blow into the balloon, okay? And then when you figure out what's going to happen, give me a call back and say, you know, Bob, I didn't realize it was going to blow up, but it's going to. <laughs> i tell you what, not if, but rather when the bubbles burst. Do you believe we'll see blood in the streets? Because I can foresee protests and riots as the masses will look to blame someone, something for their losses. Absolutely, absolutely. There's no question we're being set up for it now. Uh, the the only issue in my mind has been, will the blood in the streets be in the nature of a revolution or of a civil war? And I think it's fairly clear uh, it, it will be a civil war. Uh, it, it's scary to me the absurd positions politicians and leaders, in quotation marks, are taking because they are so inflammatory. I mean, Elizabeth Warren's a real piece of work. She says, well, we need to forgive all that student debt. Interestingly enough, the $1.7 trillion of student debt is the largest cash asset of the United States government. She's saying well, we should just forget it, which means she's saying the taxpayers should pay for it. When you listen to AOC or when you listen to Bernie Sanders or when you listen to Warren, none of them will discuss who's going to pay for all this shit. And, and the fact is that it's always going to be the taxpayers. We are coming to a fork in the road and both directions lead into a dead end okay there are no good solutions there are no solutions okay it's going to blow up it's going to be ugly sir you're one of the most seriously successful investors in the world and for the person listening that doesn't want to become lost with the madness of the crowd are physical precious metals the most prudent alternative for one to consider based on the aforementioned yeah which precious metals are you buying right now? Oh, that's very funny. I'll tell you what I ain't buying. I ain't buying rhodium. <laughs> but we weren't saying that to, was 2017, the summer of 2017. We weren't saying that. No, no, 2017, <laughs> it was cheap. It ain't cheap anymore. Uh, the the strange thing is, and, and I've realized something. This is real key. I'm glad that you kind of asked that question because it gives me a lead in. By every measure of the the uh, DSI or the COTS or the open interest, gold should have had a correction. Now, will you agree? Do you agree with that? I don't agree with it. Well, I, you should. Okay. Okay. Because, believe me, the DSI is very valuable and COTS are saying we're at extreme. And, and the volume same word extreme, we should, in quotation marks, have a correction. I, I love corrections. I mean, corrections give you the opportunity to get in cheap. I mean, if you like gold at 1560, hell, you got to love it when it's a thousand bucks. Okay, oh, that's a better deal. I absolutely agree with you there. Yeah, but, but here's what's happening, and unfortunately, you're sort of right. The BIS has changed the definition of gold to make it a tier one asset. It was a tier three asset. And what that means is that the central banks were able to use gold uh, 
at, as a form of reserves, but they only got credit for the artificial $42 an ounce figure rather than the actual figure. And the BIS said, well, that's really stupid because gold's a lot higher than that. So it's a tier one asset and you can put it on your books at its real value. And what that means is the central bankers, and while they're, they're jackasses, they're not stupid. Some of these guys actually pass Economics 101. They know disasters right around the corner, and they're doing exactly what prudent uh, people in the world should do, is they want to own precious metals. And if you could use uh, gold, it's a tier one asset. There has been artificial buying into gold, and while it should have corrected, the corrections have all been very minor, and uh, they don't last for very long, and the central banks are loading up on gold like there is no tomorrow. And that leaves an opportunity for people who have read my book and spent 12 bucks on it, and uh, if you buy a book, I get to buy a Starbucks. Um, Bob, give us, give us the title of the book, please. Nobody knows anything at basic investing in resource stocks. But uh, in, in the book, in both books, I, I make the point very effectively that you should buy what's cheap and sell what's dear. Uh, silver is very cheap. The ratio of silver to gold is about 86 to 1. That's very near a record high. And platinum is the cheapest to gold it's ever been. Uh, platinum and silver are exceptionally cheap. Rhodium is off the chart expensive. Palladium is off the chart expensive. And gold's expensive because of the central banks. But uh, platinum and silver will catch up. So you're going to see some extraordinary moves in those two metals. Yes, sir. And I was basing my response actually on Basel III, which passed, uh, was it uh, April of uh, last year? So yep. that's why I didn't... Uh, I gave my that was my view on that, and also in reference to our audience members, if you are interested in purchasing those books, simply visit our website on the homepage and click on the education tab, and there you'll find the links to purchase both of those books. And finally, we are a uh, licensed representatives to buy and sell physical precious metals through Miles Franklin. Stay tuned to the end of our interview for contact details. Moving on to buying opportunities for your portfolio, you and I were discussing some buying opportunities that have your attentions. Let's share them with the audience members, beginning with. Lion One Metals. Lion One was number two out of 50 stocks on the OTCQX exchange in the United States for last year. Uh, the, the performance was extraordinary. They've made a transition from a good story into a great story it will continue to get better. It's not as cheap now as what it was a year ago, but it's a lot cheaper than what it's going to be a year from now. I believe it's actually doubled since November, if I'm not mistaken, and they're doing a remarkable job there. Uh, and that's uh, Walter Burkhoff there. He was the CEO with uh, Line One Metals. Moving on to Hannon Metals. Okay, Hannon has a... Uh, it has two projects. It's got a zinc property in Ireland, 
that it's worth as much as the entire company's worth. And because everybody hates zinc now, uh, they're not even mentioning it. But they found some sedimentary copper near-surface oxide in northern Peru. They staked a bunch of it. Hannon is one of my uh, 2020 number two, one and two picks. Uh, Hannon has about 150% in the last six weeks. How about Irving Resources? Oh, I love Irving. I showed you a bunch of rocks that Quinn sent me. Yes. Uh, Irving, you know, they they just announced really good results. And it was funny because nobody understood the results. They, they, they announced each, you know, this is what we found when we were drilling at the mine. And everybody goes, oh, that's boring. You know, I wanted 20-ounce gold. Uh, the funny thing is the high-grade gold should not be at surface mm-hmm. it should be 350 meters deep and all these intercepts are near surface which means there's a lot more really good stuff when you get deep uh, but they announced some good results stocks down a little bit stocks still exceptionally cheap compared to what it'll be a year from now uh, but they're going to announce hole 10 and i don't know what hole 10 is going to have I just know that every time somebody says the word hole 10, uh, Quentin gets a big shitting grin on his face. <laughs> Let's take the conversation now to Australia. Let's talk about Novo Resources. Novo is making great progress. There's interesting things. I was aware there was some behind-the-scenes discussion with the creditors of Millennium. Millennium has gone into bankruptcy. Uh, and, and don't hold me to the strict legal term. Uh, Millennium has gone tits up, okay? And the creditors now control the asset and the mill. And they are in discussions with Novo, with Novo wanting to buy the mill. And, and the beauty is that the creditors have very deep pockets. The money's not important to them. So I, I think they'll do a very favorable deal with Novo that'll be very favorable for them. And that would put Novo in production literally in, in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. And meanwhile, they're making great progress with the sorting machines at uh, at uh, Edgina, and and I expect once summer is over there, uh, they'll be in production this year. Big progress being made by Novo. And here's the real key, and nobody quite understands this. Uh, Novo's got so much ground that they're going to be doing expiration 100 years from now. Okay? It is far bigger than any one company ever had in in the Vitz water rat so uh, you know investors need to be patient the gold is there but they got to go out and count it let's take the conversation now to Brazil and talk about TriStar Gold uh, I, I'm going down to see TriStar I'm actually going to see Lion one in two weeks, and as soon as I get back from that, I'm going down to Brazil. Uh, 
TriStar is an interesting situation because it's another Witwatersrand uh, analog, and they they've got good gold there, and, and they can define as many ounces as they want. All they have to do is go drill. Uh, their single issue has been a lack of visibility, and and certainly me and Quentin and Eric going down to see it will increase the visibility. But really good management, really good project. I think it will do very well. You know, there's a common theme in all the companies we've referenced, and it's an individual by the name of Dr. Quentin Henney. Uh, I learned years ago from you that you follow the right names that have a proven pedigree of success. Just for someone new to the name, can you just talk to us a little about who is Dr. Quentin Henney, sir? Well, I hate to say this. You just burst my bubble. <laughs> you don't have to be smart to make money. You can be dumb and make money. But if you're dumb and you want to make money, you need somebody who is smart and you need to follow him. So I am not some kind of genius investor. Okay, I'm just dumb. However, I am smart enough to know Quentin Henney. And uh, he, he and I drove to Rattlesnake 11 years ago, we spent about six hours going up and about six hours coming back. Uh, we have spent weeks together visiting projects in New Zealand, in Australia, in Africa. Uh, Quentin is my best friend. He's done, he's been wonderful uh, and thoughtful after Barbara died, which was pretty tough for me. But uh, you you can spend 15 minutes talking to Quentin and learn more than you would learn in a semester in a geology course. I only know two or three guys in the entire industry that have the ability to share information that well, and he's one of them. I, you know, I always say he's in the top five geologists. In the world, but I I think clearly he, he's probably the best. Not every single project works. However, he's straightforward. Uh, he's honest. Uh, he communicates well, and he's 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 a really interesting guy. Uh, he he doesn't dress very well. Uh, you could take his eyes <laughs> and soak them, and make soup out of them. But uh, he's, he's a fabulous guy, and, and it, it, it's probably one of the safest investments you can make. If you see a name associated with Quentin, you should probably buy it. Truly good words of wisdom here. Before we close on buying opportunities, let's go to Montana and talk about Group 10 Metals. What can you share with us? Uh, interesting, interesting situation there. Now, my feeling is... Palladium's way too expensive and platinum's way too cheap. Investors tend to say, well, palladium, palladium's expensive because it's used for gasoline cars and platinum's cheap because it's used for diesels and they're not popular. But that's way too simplistic. You can exchange platinum for palladium 
And the reason so many automobile manufacturers are using palladium now is because platinum was too expensive. But palladium is not going to sit at $2,300 and, and platinum sit at 1000 forever because there is a relationship. Uh, platinum has density of about 21, and I think palladium is about 11 to 1. Uh, it takes a lot more palladium uh, in a catalytic converter than it does platinum. So the automobile manufacturers, it has cost them something like $18 billion because the price of palladium went up. And sooner or later, they'll say, screw it, we got to bite the bullet, and they'll just uh, switch over to platinum. Platinum is an exceptional deal right now, regardless of what you think is going to happen in the world economically. In relative terms, palladium's expensive, platinum's cheap. You know, you talk about the team there. You got uh, Greg Johnson and the CEO, Michael Raleigh, there. And for someone who's not familiar with the value proposition in platinum, if I can just expand on that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, please. 78% of the world's platinum comes from one country, South Africa, and their cost of production is, I believe, at $1,100 right now. And that's well, a process that can't continue. It's worse than that. Uh, they have a socialistic government in South Africa, mm -hmm. and they set the price of electricity below the cost of production. So... Uh, the mines there are getting stiffed. 78% uh, of the platinum and 45% of the palladium. But Group 10 has just drilled a couple of the greatest platinum, palladium, rhodium holes ever drilled. And they appear to have the other half of the Stillwater complex uh, deposit. Okay. And it's amazing to me. Uh, there's there's three or four platinum palladium companies that that I can think of, and they're just not getting the credit that they should. Uh, they had some extraordinary results, and, and the market yawned. I would agree with you, and and for all of the companies that we've referenced, they are sponsors of Proven Improbable and Three Two One Gold, and we are current shareholders. In closing, sir, what keeps you up at night that we don't know about? Everything. <laughs> you sound like me. <laughs> if there's one thing in particular, what would it be? Uh, here's what's really funny. Anyone who is sane and sober, who is aware of what's going on in the world today politically and economically, deserves to get really, really drunk. That would be the only indication that you were sane. <laughs> and, and if I may ask, what would you be drinking? Anything. Anything, all right. Last question, sir, and that is, what did I forget to ask? And I, 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 I think you did a pretty good job. Well, thank you, sir. Bob, for someone listening that wants to get more information about your books and your work, please share the website addresses. Uh, Amazon has both books. Uh, or you can go to our website, and we've got links on, on the website. And, and here's what's really interesting. If you're even tempted to think about buying the books, do not listen to me. Do not listen to Maurice. Go to Amazon 
and read the reviews. The last book that I wrote, Basic Investing and Resource Stocks, has the highest ratings that I've ever seen on a book on Amazon. And, and that's from ordinary readers who, who have put their opinions in, and, and they think it's a great book. So don't believe me. I mean, I'm the guy who makes five bucks every time I sell a book, and I can use the money. But uh, listen to the reviewers and, and what they've got to say about the books. I, I'll be real candid. A anybody who is investing money who hadn't got 12 or 15 bucks or whatever it costs to buy one of those damn books uh, is, is a blithering idiot. Uh, it, it will pay for itself the first time you do a trade. Well, I don't benefit financially from the sales of the book, but I have benefited uh, exponentially, and I, I want to underscore that exponentially from the investment. Uh, it's a small tuition cost, and you're learning from one of the best minds, one of the most proven minds in the space. Uh, before you make your next bullion purchase, make sure you call me. I'm a licensed representative for Miles Franklin Precious Metals Investments, where we provide a number of options to expand your precious metals portfolio from physical delivery, offshore depositories, precious metal IRAs, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Call me directly at 855-505-1900, or you may email maurice at milesfranklin.com. Finally, please subscribe to Proven and probable.com we provide mining insights and bullion sales subscription is free bob moriarty of 321 gold and 321 energy thank you for joining us today on proven and probable uh thank you for taking the time it's been a great pleasure all the best to you sir good deal thank you sir the information presented on proven and probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.